This is Emerging Possibilities, powered by Volvo Group Australia. Here we talk to industry experts about the future of mobility and how it will shape both our lives and the world we live in. Welcome to another episode of Emerging Possibilities, powered by Volvo Group Australia. As usual, I have my co-host Tim Camilleri, our Electromobility Solutions Manager, and we're broadcasting to you from the Brisbane Truck Show. And our guest today is Rod Chapman. Tell me who you are, Rod. Uh, I work at uh, trucksales.com.au. So I've been there for uh, nearly 10 years now. When I first came on board, was uh, the editor there for, for the first three or four years. I've had a couple of different roles since. Still definitely like to keep my hand in with trucks and the, and the trucking industry and um, always make a point of coming up to the, to the truck show. So it's great to be back here again. So you've had a fair career with the media, so I think we need to clarify you are a journalist. Well, thank you. That's, uh, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say the broader field of automotive journalism for about 25 years. I started out in, in motorcycles. So I was in motorcycle magazines here in Australia for four years, went overseas to the UK, Came back to Australia and freelance for quite a while and added more strings to the bow, I suppose. Been looking at caravans, motorhomes, all sorts of RVs, a little bit of boats, motorcycles the whole way through. And yeah, as I said, for the past 10 years, uh, trucks as well. So is it fair to say you've got an interest in mobility in general? I love things that go and I love things with engines and I love things with wheels. You put them all together. That's, um, that's me, a happy boy. And it um, doesn't matter what form it takes, if it takes you places, and I would have said not so long ago, if it takes you places really quickly, that would have been a, a plus. Not so uh, focused on the speed side now. Oh, really? So, you should yeah. go for a drive with Tim one day. Well, <laughs> gravity has got the better of me in motorcycles uh, in, in, the re in recent times. And um, yeah, I've, I've discovered the hard way that I don't bounce like I used to. <laughs> Cool. So now, look, shameless plug for Live Volvo right now, but we are sitting in the FM Electric and um, this show is pretty much the launch of our heavy-duty electric product in Australia. But you're here covering the entire show. What's your view on what's kicking around at this show? Like, I mean, there's, there's a lot going on. It's well, not like a typical show. Yeah, first of all, that, that is the overarching takeaway. There is a heap going on here and there is a heap going on at this show in terms of electrification, sustainability. You know, we've, we've got a lot of battery electric product uh, here dotted around the, the Great Hall. There's also um, some fuel cell stuff as well. It seems like virtually every major brand that's represented here is uh, flying the flag in some sense of capacity for electrification and sustainability. I've had a little bit of a walk around the show and looked at, you know, most things, but would you say that the majority of the stands have some green element in them? Yeah. And that's not even just the, the truck OEMs. I saw e-axles with trailers and, you know, all sorts of things as well. So it's, you know, yeah. for me, it's, you know, probably is the overwhelming majority, yep. which is, you know, it's interesting to see. And I think from, from your perspective, how much of a shift is that from the last, let's say, two truck shows? Look, 2021, that was a funny year. We were still grappling with COVID. There was still quite a bit of electric stuff then, but I would say it does feel like a bit of a seismic shift mm. over the last couple of years. And certainly from when you go back four years, very much so. Mm. Four years ago, a couple of brands were kind of 
dabbling, taking a look at what was possible. Now it just feels like there's a feeling of, right, we're, we're all in now and we've got to make some changes really quickly. Mm. So, and what do you think those influences are overall? You're saying we want to make changes. You know, is it the industry pushing it? Societal outcomes? What you know, from your perspective? I think it's I think it's multi-pronged. Yeah, sure. There is there is a big push from industry from the OEMs, but they're also responding to customer demand. And there is there are lots of customers out there that are now you know sensing the urgency of going green and um, doing that for their customers. Because it goes all the way along the line to the end user. And so from to my side, the, the fascinating part is you're right. It goes the whole way along the line. And regardless of where in that line it starts or you know, finishes with, with this influence, it's, it's there and it's coming yep. through. So you know, the OEMs are you know, sometimes reacting to their customer base. They're sometimes reacting to their board decisions and their end stakeholders they have as well. But you, know, you see our logistics partners or people inquiring about electric vehicles yep. overall it can be a widely varied rationale as to why they're doing this. It can be their customer demand, their board, their, you know, all the rest of it. Uh, their contracts require it to keep on going. Yeah. And increasingly their customers. Yeah, yeah. And the end consumer, you know, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of expectations. I think I was in, um, I think I was moving this truck or something or other and, and had a, a young person come up to me and goes, is that, is that an electric truck? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's that new generation thinking about it as well. And I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Tim, that interaction with with a youngster mm. and Roger Alm, Volvo uh, president, mentioned this uh, the other day. We, we tend to get caught up in the industry a little bit on looking at the nuts and bolts, granular details of how these vehicles are going to work and, mm. and what's going to be required to to provide the necessary infrastructure and customer support and all the rest of it. There is a higher purpose here. The higher purpose here is we want to leave successive generations a livable world in, in good shape. Mm. And I have kids myself and I do not want to get 20, 30 years down the track and have them turn around and point the finger at me and go, Dad, what did you do to <laughs> yeah. try and, you know, how did you try and help? I'm not the one who says that exact same line. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but now, but now I don't know what I'm going to say. Going your best yeah. Sorry, yeah. I've been yeah. listening to your previous oh, podcast. Okay. I thought, I thought <laughs> that was yeah, a cracker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, you know, I think and this podcast heard me say it you know, a lot of time, but for me it's about efficiency and whatever that efficiency means we can be more efficient in things and these vehicles in their simplicity you know to be fair you plug them in for five seconds and off you go you know it's it doesn't take yeah. much time overall to work it the the transfer of energy to the wheels is more efficient like uh, in certain applications in certain tasks for certain vehicles this is a better way of running yep. it overall and as the technology improves and we, as, as ranges increase the breadth of application for which they're going to be appropriate and suitable is only going to expand. So, you know, looking around this show, you know, we're seeing some new releases from other OEMs and all the rest of it. And the smaller market is taking off quite well with big OEMs backing it as, you know, so those, those kind of outcomes and those use cases are going to come online because the model availability is there now as well. Yeah. I mean, you look at something like um, Isuzu's uh, showcasing. Yes, it's <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isuzu showcasing its N-Series EV. Now, mm. the particular display truck they have they have here at the Brisbane show is uh, is a is a Japanese domestic spec pre-production mm. model, and it's only a three and a half ton G GVM. It's a tiny cab. Uh, Isuzu Australia is going to be looking at, I think, a four and a half to seven and a half ton yep. GVM with bigger cabs, and it looks like a pretty neat solution. It's going to come with. Um, couple of different battery pack options depending on what sort of range you want but I think initially operators and, and customers 
there's fear and apprehension and anxiety, right, about making this change, about whether it's going to be appropriate for them. But there's just so much going on from the OEMs in terms of supporting mm. the customer now. I think all the OEMs these days see that you're not just selling a truck, are you? Well, it's not it's, a transaction. It's, no. No, it's, it's a partnership. It's not like, here's a truck, off you go. Here's a key, good, good luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, there's, there's so much to it than that. But I don't think it can be, and it, and it definitely shouldn't be. And as an industry, as a society, why would we act like that and say, good luck to you, this is brand mm. new to you, you know, yeah. work it out yourself. Because it's in everyone's interest that we succeed yeah. in this transition, right? Yeah, you know, whether it's the, you know, the end user, the person, you know, the daycare, you drive past, the OEM, the yeah. operator, you want to see that truck used well and used successfully and grow. And then getting that confidence in that application, in that use, to go to more, to go to the, adopt the next technology, the bigger one, the whatever it is. Yeah. What I think is interesting, because as you know, I went to Hanover. So did I tell you I went to the Hanover truck show? Did you go to Hanover? Yeah, I went to Hanover truck show. Thanks, Oh, Matt. that's right. And I didn't take you. Um, <laughs> and, or me. Yeah. <laughs> and, no. But the one thing that you kind of take out from, from Hanover, but even here, is you don't get the sense that anyone's been dragged kicking and screaming to it. Mm, yeah. It feels... It actually feels like a proactive discussion. Like, That's a like, good point. How do you feel that that differs to here, or, or is it? Are we getting there here in Australia too? Or? Yeah, that's what I'm sort of getting yeah. at. Like, so it feels like a macro kind of mm. version, right? Yeah. Like, um, I think we weren't at the last truck show, so we've had a like a wider gap be between. But like, geez, the difference between the two shows yeah. is just astonishing. So 2019 yeah. to now. I mean, would you have thought in 2019 that you'd be sitting in an electric prime mover no. on a major OEM stand? No. Ready to go into operations in Australia. Yeah, no. and then talking about like all the other OEMs with uh, their yeah. electric offerings. When you speak about it in those terms, and it is only four years ago, it's, it's a seismic shift. I often wonder whether we're on the verge of a bit of a generational shift as well within uh, transport buyers and stuff as well. I often wonder whether there's another generation of transport. Well, I, I think I think potentially the younger you are, the greater your concerns over over tackling the climate crisis. I mean, the youngsters that are going to be inheriting this this world uh, down the track. And I think as these younger generations grow and fill reach positions of, of influence in their own industries. I think it's only going to contribute to the acceleration of the, of the desire to make, make positive change and address the issue. I think acceleration is, a, is an interesting one, Matt. You know, we talked about how this has shifted overall and from the first time I had conversations around these vehicles with the Volvo Group, that's, you know, been two years now, we weren't quite bringing people kicking and screaming. There was apprehension to it all. Mm -hmm. Whereas now at this show, every conversation I've had has been a progressive conversation. Everyone wants yeah. to learn more. At a minimum, they want to be informed so they can be ready to yeah. tackle it when they need to. But uh, to be fair, most conversations are, okay, what is it? How does it work? How can I get it to work for me? So you're not, you're not coming across any instances of, of just outright resistance still? Like, oh, I've, I've had diesel all my life and, and that's, well, that's probably enough for me. I probably still have six to four months ago was the last time I had one. And like it used to be weekly almost. You know, I'm probably exaggerating there, but you know, not, not for me, not for me. But these days now, I, I actually am struggling to think of someone who has aggressively pushed back and said, I will buy diesel until I can, and can no longer buy diesel. Yeah. Um, everyone, okay, I know I'm going to need to get one. I know eventually I'm going to have to get to 10% of my fleet. I'm not going to have to, you know, everyone's kind of learning yeah. together, wanting to understand so they're at least ready. But, People also actively, you know, actively, yeah. actually going after them as well. 
Well, yeah, there's plenty of people that are really actively on the front foot mm. and want to be seen as, as proactive mm. and taking a leadership role in meeting these challenges. So, I've always wondered as well, like, what drives that, do you think, that someone wanting to be proactive uh, and leading? Like, is it to learn to give that competitive edge or is it because you start now and rather than doing the work in, you know, the night before, you do the work over the next five years as a fleet manager? I think like the, like we said before, I think it's multi-pronged. Mm. You know, I, I think there's there's some people that, uh, that are just naturally proactive, you know, your early adopters, if you like. Some people just love love tech and, and embracing new technologies, but there's, there's plenty of other people who are really concerned, I think, for, for the world they're going to pass on to their kids. Mm. And that, that's a driver as well. When they're also, you know, receiving pressure and inquiries from customers of, uh, you know, how, how clean is your your supply chain, your, yep. your logistics, that's another driver too. So mm. there's lots of different levels to it. Do you think, and actually you, you probably both got an opinion on this, but I'm wondering whether... Like, of course every, I do. <laughs> 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 yeah, everything. Yeah. Solicited or not. Yes, <laughs> I have to work with this guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've noticed the uh, politics seems to be dropping out of it? Out of the yeah. conversation. So, yeah. like, obviously, you've got your online trolls that, you know, <laughs> carry on, but it's actually becoming less about the sort yeah. of the world's only ex old and climate change is a hoax and all that sort of stuff. Yes. And people are just going, like, look, regardless of what you believe, mm. it's kind of cool. People are starting to listen to the uh, the bulk of scientific opinion. I, mean, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I think people are just oh, going, like, oh, no. hey, you know what, like, they they drive kind yeah. of cool, you know, or whatever, and that's kind of enough. I, I'd agree. I think just anecdotally, my own experience, I think I seem to hear hear that sort of resistance less and less. Yep. Which is a, I think is a really great thing. It's a great thing because it holds it up. You know, when we had the political conversation about it, it was us versus them. You know, it was a that's you know that's how it was playing out. Now we're all kind of getting on with it, yeah. and working a way to make it happen, not holding it up. So. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly seems less tribal, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a global issue. We have to solve it on a global footing. We have to solve it as a, as a species. Mm. And we have to be unified in, in our approach to do that. Mm -hmm. The greater the division, the, the less the impact of, of these efforts. So mm. more people get on board with one another and, and support this in, in all sorts of ways, you know. Could be just you know catching the train a bit more, riding your bike, yeah, going for a walk. Yeah, it doesn't have to be big things. Not ordering the t-shirt to come tonight, <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. I think you guys are just like going off and yeah. like, like, like <laughs> just, just settle the hell down, right? Like yeah. I mean, these are know, all crazy talks. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of hippie love in here. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> wow, the train, honestly. <laughs> I mean, really, public transport? Yeah. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> That'll never kick off. <laughs> it's all right. I live a bit out of town. It's a diesel train. Oh, <laughs> right. okay. I feel a little bit better about that now, you know, because you, you know, think of all those diesels, you've got to keep employed. <laughs> but, you know, I've made, actually to that point, I've made that comment before that, like, you know, the transition from, like, steam to diesel, for example, mm. didn't actually happen like that. No. You think there would have been customers back then going, no, I'm never going to get rid of my steam. Yeah. <laughs> never going, never going <laughs> to this new I will buy diesel. the last steam engine yeah. until they buy my cold bed. Yeah, 
Steam the dream. <laughs> Steam the dream. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I think we should, uh, well, you know, you could actually say it's the ultimate renewable if you're running it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, mate, yeah, they were onto something way back then. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. just the way they were burning things to, to produce the heat. To well, it's it. probably more the coal that they mm. were burning. Like, I think you get away with it. The whole water thing's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing out of this show that if it's with things like biofuels, yeah. mm, the trucks on the, on the Volvo stand here are max as well. They're they're all running on HVO, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they are. I mean, the HVO thing is interesting because a it's virtually impossible to get in Australia, mm. and also very very expensive. Yeah, two yeah. to three times at the moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, at the moment. But that's its first batch coming into yeah. Australia, right? But I think signals like this. I just where we're what? Hey, hang on. Ooh. We need to tell the audience what HVO is. Oh, should I? Okay. It's a hydro I can't do all the heavy lifting. Yeah, too. yeah. I'll do some work today. Uh, hydro-treated vegetable oil. So what it is is a plant or meat fat-based fuel. I did mean you had to go into that sort of granular detail. And, just and I'm, get, I'm getting to it. Uh, it's hydro-treated. It's How long have we got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it ends up being chemically identical to diesel. So yes. it's a straight drop-in over diesel. It performs mm. the same as diesel, but it just comes from... Renewable sources produced with the Fisher Trops. Yeah, get your fish and chops out there, and you can, uh, you no, know, the Fisher Trops. The Fisher Trops process. Oh, that's, that's right. Sorry, yes, apologies. Um, well, you're getting all detail, so I thought. There I'd we go. Okay, in. yeah. Because at least you sound smart. You gave me nonsense for going into <laughs> too much detail, but I think overall, you know, exhibits like this on the stand where we've got all the, the internal combustion engines running on it. Uh, yesterday, we had the QFES, the Queensland Fire and Emergency mm -hmm. Services say that they're going to have a truck from factory be HVO as well. It's, it's good signals to say to the industry, well, there is the demand for this. Mm. Let's get the supply up. When we get the supply up, we get the scale up, we get the price down, we get the quantities we need. And hopefully as well, we start to make it here in Australia. Because this is the thing, right? It, electrification is not, pardon the pun, flicking a light switch, but we've got to do a lot with cleaner fuels in the interim. Yeah. And there's so much that can be done uh, with driver behaviour, things like that, aerodynamics. Yeah, it's little bit by little bit to get those yeah. efficiencies again. Like you said before, you know, electric vehicles are application by application, you step it up, but there's this whole other side we, mm. we, we cannot ignore and it's not going to go away for some time yeah. in Australia. You know, Pilbara quads 300 tonnes, like, mm. the technology in zero emissions isn't getting there for a while. It's probably worth pointing out though that like the, the advantage of HVO isn't so much that it doesn't emit anything when it's burnt, it's just that it's for well the wheel is the, where the carbon reduction is. Mm. So like mm. when it's burnt in a truck, it's like Euro 6 mm. emissions. Yeah, okay. yeah. Mm. so it's it's the it's, getting to that point. It's an important clarification in terms yeah. of it's a step on the journey. It's not really yeah, a destination yeah. because, like, obviously, you know, from a battery electric point of view, and like as we were talking about, you know, the other day. So if you look at 35% of Australia's freight transport task is urban, mm. we kind of don't really want to be sort of have tailpipe emissions yeah. in those areas. You yeah. know, like yeah. I mean, and. Um, it's the low-hanging fruit, and right? That, that, yeah, that urban last-mile delivery, back-to-base yeah. stuff is low-hanging fruit for, for electrification. And they're yeah. capable of doing it now in mm. a lot of cases. So, mm. well, it's good to see. But, I think, you know, we, reiterating, you know, you've talked about points of efficiency with aerodynamics, with alternative fuels, mm. with, you know, and as everything steps up, as we get, you know, more supply of HVO comes to a better price, we can mm. put more of it in. Yeah. As the technology and capability of the electric and yeah. fuel cell comes online, we, we step it all up. And it's just, it's about planning out and working on the one percenters here yep. and there to get us to 
our ultimate goals. So I think I think people could potentially come to the Brisbane Truck Show and see all this stuff about about battery electric and go, oh wow, this is re really happening now. But there is so much that can be done yep. in the coming years mm. to um, to reduce that carbon footprint. Mm. You know, in the here and now. What's uh, really interesting for me is the amount of broader interest. Not just it's not just an industry thing now. So I'm mm. like. I was on the news last night talking about an electric truck, right? Mm. Like, oh, you were on the news, Matthew. Yeah, oh, I was. Did I mention that? You went, yeah, you're on the news and you went to Hanover. Yeah, oh. exactly. I mean, your life's great. Yeah. Rockstar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, but uh, I'm glad I got to. You know, I get recognised in bars sometimes. You do. Do you? Yeah. Are you, are you <laughs> people you want to be recognised? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you're just told to get out. You're not allowed back in here, sir. Yeah, you're on the band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who told you? you know, it's more newsworthy is what I'm trying to get yeah. at. Yeah. But there yeah. is a lot more interest now in what... It is. And, and it's rippling through all industries. So yeah. It's, you know, we're, we're in this little, you know, microcosm of, of trucking, but it's across all industries. It's a global, it's a global issue. Mm, mm. It transcends all borders and boundaries so so highlights of the show well it's been great checking out the the new electric stuff you know this fm electric we're sitting in here i mean <laughs> look at it it's it's you know when i was a kid i used to and i'm showing my age here but i used to watch uh, i still love night rider <laughs> and, <laughs> and i just remember inside the the the, the <laughs> cockpit of that car i was like oh wow it's like a fighter plane like, Ooh, this is pretty cool too so it's been interesting seeing all the electric stuff. The Volvo Sustainability Summit the other day, checking out the first uh, FH electric, first heavy electric model in the country. But seeing things like, uh, you know, on the Packard stands, you know, they've got that, they've got brought out their T680 um, fuel cell uh, FCEV. So, yeah. you know, and next to that, there's a DAF electric model that's under under trial. Um, Having a look at the, the Isuzu N-Series EV, you know, which is which is going to have a huge impact. I mean, they sell so many of those those little trucks in the Australian market. Yeah, in they their, do. In their thousands. In their, you know, you look at one little truck, and, you know, maybe not so much impact. You multiply that by the thousands that get sold, and then you multiply that by year after year after year. Yep. It's going to have a huge, going to have a huge impact. Probably one of the, the big highlights for me for this year is just, just the whole... Pardon the uh, the cliche. It's the vibe of the thing. Um, <laughs> it's just got a buzz to it. It's 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 busy, you know. Yeah. And when the when the doors opened to the public uh, yesterday at ten o'clock, yeah. there was all of a sudden there was it's, there was a heap of people. They in flooded here. in. It was they very very in. different, very different. And as we've been sitting here because the show's opened, and you just see this like flood of humanity coming past. Look at the density going back that way. Like, there's a lot of people mm. coming through here as yeah. well. I'm yeah. interested to see what the stand looks like today. Yep. But no, it probably is cliche, but I agree with you. It, it, mm. The vibe of this show and the positivity towards it all and the, the willingness to learn and see what happen, what's, what's happening, it's, yeah. um, it's good. And it's, the way, the, the way this, this event has expanded too and now takes in, you know, little Stanley Street, yeah. you know, a block away down here in South Bank, the Truck Festival, and they've got apprenticeship challenges and they've got um, rock you noticed concerts. The airport? Did you notice the airport at all? The airport? The airport. Did you notice all of the Volvo branding at the airport? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> okay, I Where need to have a word to someone about that. <laughs> <laughs> it must have come out through the tradesman's entry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because it came on the private jet. <laughs> but uh, no, I think you're right. There's a lot of activity going on with this as well. It's not just mm. this giant uh, hall. Uh, it's a bit of everywhere. And it, it seems like a bit of a truck takeover uh, yeah. in, in, in Brisbane, which is good and really provides a lot of opportunities for people to come and see and 
touch and feel things as well. Yep. You can yep. experience out of it. Gets the truck industry out there for all to see. There's, you know, it's a Friday. I was going to say, it's great to see a lot of kids here. It's a Friday. Why aren't you in school? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Go and learn <laughs> so you don't have to do my job. But, you know, and the kids will be flocking here over the weekend, I'm yep. sure. And that's, yep. that's planting seeds in lots of young minds um, that, you know, the trucking industry is... Yes, it's essential. We absolutely rely on it, but it's pretty cool too. Yeah. And um, you can get involved in all sorts of ways, but if you want to get behind the wheel, just look at some of the some of the product that you get to drive mm. these days. Yeah, I think I think there's a sense of like, um, regardless of the challenges, we're actually doing it. Like we're actually doing something. And the transport industry, especially in Australia, um, has always done that. Mm. It always gets there. It yeah. always, it always achieves, yeah. you know, and, and I know it sounds like a little, well, I'm, I'm sure I've pinched lines from some bad old country music songs, but like it, it, it is sort of like overcoming adversity challenges and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I and mean, the Australian road transport industry is, um, has a, a long history of doing yeah. that, uh, overcoming. Plugging away at issues. And, you know, yeah. uh, we don't know, you know, we invented the road train. COVID. Yep. COVID, great case in point. I mean, yep. geez, you know. Imagine um, if you'd said back in 2019 what, uh, yep. what the industry was about to face. Yeah, exactly. So, look, in danger of uh, probably descending into some sort of like terrible sentimentality, mm -hmm. I think we'll wrap it up there. But um, That was good. Thank you very much for your time, mate. Thank you for, for having me along. No, having a ride good. in the in the FM electric. Yeah. Absolutely. We should yeah. do it more often in this, man. That's actually quite good. Yeah. How's it come to now? Well, I'm going to bed now. So I'm, 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 I'm Sorry to keep you up. <laughs> so I'm literally just, I'm hiding from the general public. Yeah. I want to know, when am I going to get to drive one of these? I will have my people speak to your people. Yeah, very good. Very good. <laughs> I'll wait your word. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Emerging Possibilities. Send your comments, suggestions and questions to emerging.possibilities at volvo.com. And of course, remember to rate and review this show.